We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Oh, we've got some happy, happy Yankee fans around here. But yes. just when you thought all was lost, Stu was in a puddle yesterday at the end of the show. <laughs> he literally disintegrated into just water on the floor, just searching in his phone to see if this Aaron Judge news was actually true, false. Turns out, Judge to the Giants, that was false. Arson He's a judge. Yankee. Arson Judge did. <laughs> the typo He's packed tweet. his bags. He's on his way to the Giants. Maggie, do you remember a more dramatic misreporting of a bigger player slash contract? John Heyman tweeted yesterday that Aaron Judge was head to the Giants. Yep, and everyone panicked, in New York at least. I'm sure yeah. everyone in San Francisco rejoiced. Uh, but now what's done is done. And to your question, I cannot remember that. I know there was one specific about Alex Rodriguez buying the Mets that ended up not being true. <laughs> but I don't think that's on this level right now uh, because Aaron Judge is going to the Yankees. The deal is staggering. It's nine years. It's $360 million. And we talk about this money pearl off. It's like abstract. It's monopoly money. It is money. so weird. I just had this discussion in the hallway. Is there a big difference between two hundred thirteen million, which was the offer last year, yeah, and three hundred sixty? Yeah, on like one hundred fifty million. <laughs> is there? But in the day to day life of Aaron Judge before he dies, is there any difference? And if we talk to him right now, could we just ask him for a million dollars? Just. <laughs> <laughs> just Can you throw ask off a million. <laughs> like the money this would is, be the day to ask him, actually. And actually, it's funny because he was negotiating. What was he? I think uh, the offer from the Yankees was 320 and it bumped up to 360 or something like that as the market developed. What's the difference at that point? If this money is silly money. Well, I mean, listen, he's earned it. That's why. Because yeah. he had the leverage, all of it, all of it. He had it, and he used it. He made the Yankees sweat just for a little bit. And then I actually think that erroneous tweet from John Heyman yesterday really got the ball rolling faster than it would have because, according to Andy Martino from SNY, does a lot of good reporting in New York City, that Hal Steinbrenner got on the phone with Aaron Judge last night. Now, that's a convenient story also for the Yankees to tell because if you are a diehard Yankee fan, what is the often refrain that I hear and that everyone hears, which is Hal Steinbrenner is no George Steinbrenner or George Steinbrenner would be rolling over in his grave or George would never let this happen. Well, now Hal Steinbrenner, the son, gets credit because he's the guy who was on the phone who got the deal done. Brian Cashman, who never heard of him. Hal Steinbrenner <laughs> is the one who got this done. So he gets a little credit there. So a couple of things. First and foremost, for Aaron Judge, who by all accounts, I know we can never claim to know these guys, but by all accounts really does things the right way. I mean, goes about his life in New York City almost as hiding in plain sight as anybody can be. Low-key, married his high school sweetheart, never see him on the back pages, you know, from California, adopted to his parents. I mean, this guy's got a great story and then bet on himself in a way that, yes, maybe the Yankees' offer of $213 million was insulting a bit to him. According to the Time Magazine article, right, that was felt insulting. Or he, that felt the leak of the number. He felt insulted that the team made that number public to try to turn the fans and the media against him. How does he respond? With one of the greatest single seasons in the history of Major League Baseball, and considering that long history, it's really saying something. The 62 home runs, the MVP, um, how he carried the Yankees through the second half of the season when uh, there were so many injuries. And qu quite frankly, he's one of the reasons they even made the playoffs. Now, what did he do against the Astros? <laughs> not a whole heck of a lot. But you know what? That's not really what baseball is and contracts are judged on now, are they? So first and foremost, I think a congrats to Aaron Judge yeah. is deserved. Okay.
So obviously congratulate Aaron Judge. And I thought this was a positive and everything was rosy today. I'm in New York City, Aaron Judge Heights. Then I open up my phone this morning and Maggie, of course, wants to go out there and cause some trouble. What did I do? <laughs> you might have hinted that it's a 10-year deal that what are they going to get out of it? Three or four years? Question mark. You might as well <laughs> have gone to Yankee Stadium and I don't know, just graffitied up Monument Park. No. There were so many Yankee fans that were mad at you. I'm like, and I'm right with you, Maggie. I'm like, if you get four years out of a 31-year-old, that's pretty good. I mean, listen, the Phillies have Bryce Harper, and I don't expect him to be healthy more than five or six years out of this deal. It's a 12-year deal or something. That's kind of what these big contracts are about. If you, you had four years of peak Aaron Judge, it's not the end of the world. No, listen, I just... Here's what I don't want to hear from Yankee fans in the year 2027. I don't want to hear this is a terrible contract. I don't want to hear what a mistake. I don't want to hear, oh, I never wanted them. I don't want to hear any of that. And I'm keeping receipts on all of you guys because I know how this goes. You're happy today. That means you got to be happy because you understand what this is. It's nine years, but it's really, I mean, if you get four peak years out of judge after this, wouldn't you be happy? ecstatic even yes you get that the extra five years on the back end is basically a thank you for your service overpay yeah that's that's always what it was going to be the last few years of his contract with his age slash health slash both yeah it's going to be maybe problematic but if they get three or four really good years then that's pretty good there you go see and that's what i want yankee fans have to be realistic about this it's nine years but you're hoping for four. I mean, what happened here is that you signed the guy at the absolute peak of his powers. He's coming off of a season that will not be replicated. So you're basically paying at the apex of what he is. Great for him. Love it when a player gets one over on the organization. Everyone can root for that. (laughs) But let's be realistic about it. The odds that he would be able to do something like this in the future are slim to none. And does that make it a bad contract? Well, there's a lot of ways that we can view a contract, right? Do they win a World Series with Aaron Judge? Then a lot will be be forgiven. Do the Yankees, who own their own television network, are their ratings at an all-time high because Aaron Judge is there, partly because? Well, then it's probably a boon and a win for them. But to say he's going to, like, $360 million of, of great baseball, you know that's not going to happen. So just take that out of your brain. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen. Look at all the other deals. The Phillies signed Trey Turner for $300 million, getting right up there. I mean, Trey Turner is no Aaron Judge, and nobody's even in Philadelphia. Everyone's excited about that contract. The 360 am I weird? It doesn't strike me as exorbitant. Well, that's because Mike Trout signed a four-year, yeah. <laughs> uh, or whatever, a 12-year 426 or whatever. Right, and young players, out of the water. young players like Tatis, Fernando Tatis signed a big deal. Yeah, the one 14, to me is, 340. Juan Soto allegedly turned down... 15 years, 440. So, I mean, I sounds to me like this is where the market is on Aaron Judge. And it's not like, I don't think any Yankee fans have any right to say, and I don't think they are really. I don't think a lot of Yankee fans, they tend to be not glass half full, but fans generally don't look at contracts, big contracts when they're signed and say, this is a bad deal. They always err on the side of positivity in all the sports. And so does the media. Any big star signs a $300 million contract, Usually we're pretty positive. Yeah, because what's the greatest sin in sports? I think the greatest sin in sports is not spending, especially when you feel like your team's in a championship window. That's the worst thing that an owner in sports could do. Well, I wasn't finished, though. I was going to say. I'm sorry. The media is wrong 
more on this topic than they are on any other single topic. <laughs> are you sure? We're wrong about a lot. <laughs> no, I mean, can I bring you back to March when the AFC West paid more money than any division's ever paid to buy playoff teams and failure, failure, failure. Most free agent signings fail, but every fan and every media member loves it. That's just the way this, this system works. I mean, most of these deals are going to look, we're going to look back on them and say they're terrible. That's uh, not, not most of them, but a big chunk of You're a Mets fan. You should know this better than anybody. How many times did you guys make <laughs> the big signing? This isn't about <laughs> me. Today. Because if there's ever a franchise he that has made insane signings and had fans overreact positively, I'm just saying. We're going to bring Francisco Lindor up? What? He had a better season last year. So and I don't right know on if, track, but it's okay. I don't know if the greatest sin in baseball is not spending, though. Is it? I mean, yes. You I don't think want that's like cross sports, uh, all look, ownership. But I don't know. It's been very hard to buy World Series titles in baseball. It's it's very hard to buy them, yet at the same time, not spending when your team's on the cusp and not re-signing homegrown guys that have proven that they are deserving of it, that's, I think, what makes fans more incensed than anything. But has Houston, Houston lets guys go, and they keep killing the Yankees. Yeah, but they have their core is still there, who just won the World Series this year. Okay. Uh, yeah, but they're not like the Yankees where they brought in guys. I don't know. It feels like – and the Yankees' best years were when they had – when they were paying their core to stay there in the late 90s. They've never had this, – this way of spending has never really helped them in any way. You know, it, it never pays I mean, off for the Yankees. 2009, Sorry, Stu, 2009, 2009 it kind of worked. That was yeah. a massive A-Rod contract. Yeah, and... they had one fluke year because they beat the Phillies. There was a <laughs> long dry spell. Yeah, but so I think Maggie's point is right. There's a difference between just going out there like what the Padres are doing and just spending, 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 spending – and then having homegrown talent that you're paying a lot of money to retain. Because there was a point that those late 90s Yankees, they almost lost Bernie Williams. He was going to go to the Red Sox. Yep. And the Yankees paid him a huge chunk of money, and he stayed, and like that helped propel them to more championships. But then once they made the big move for, for you know for A-Rod, I mean, that went all downhill from there for the most part. Yeah. But, Maggie, you, you asked like how I'm feeling, and like don't complain in nine years. Here's the thing. As a Yankee fan, I don't care how much money the Steinbrenners spend. Like, my tickets aren't going to go up or down. The beer that I spend $20 at the stadium for is going to be $20 no matter who's on whether the team. Whether Aaron Judge is there or not. Yeah, That's whether true. they're paying the luxury tax or not, you know, what the ratings at yes are or not. Like, I'm still paying for that as a Yankee fan. So, outside of football and the NBA where there's a soft or hard cap, I don't care what guys pay in, the, in, in baseball. As long as it doesn't affect me, I don't care. Well, it you're right. It might not affect your beer sales. It might not affect the parking. It might not affect whatever. But depending on the type of ownership you have, and the Steinbrenners are kind of mixed on this, it could depend on who else you sign and what else you do. There's always a Rob Peter to pay Paul on this, and I, I think a lot of times the Steinbrenners get unfairly characterized recently, how's the sun, about not spending. They traded for Giancarlo Stan with a massive contract. They signed Garrett Cole to the richest contract for any pitcher, you know, in terms of the, the bulk of the contract. They do spend, but at what expense? Because you're not, this isn't like George Steinbrenner, despite what they did yesterday. It's not like the checkbook, there, there is a cap. I know there's not actually a salary cap, but there is, there is that threshold that they don't want to go over. Now, the other part is the Yankees spent today to retain their own guy. Congrats, you're back to zero. I, I think that the Yankees deserve credit for that. But if you ask me today, how did you improve your team? You stayed the same. How did you improve your team? That's still a question for the Yankees. Well, can you say you improved by not getting a lot worse? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. You got I to mean, be they, status quo. It would have been a lot worse. We were talking about this after the show yesterday. Like the Yankees lineup and rotation without Aaron Judge is just like 
comical. I was trying to, I was trying to uh, like comfort Stu, and I'm just like, well, Glaber's gonna have to have a big year. Dylan <laughs> Mayhew might DJ be healthy. Dylan Mayhew will come back healthy. I'm trying to make Stu feel better. Is like trying to you know, basically trying crawling out of the studio. <laughs> I have to, I have to say, I just learned something in this segment. What's that? I Sam, I didn't even know you were a Yankee fan. That Remember is the most st- selling sodas at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, I know you grew job. up. You but, grew up. By the way, when I said that Maggie was going to spray paint uh, Monument Park today, I was thinking of how you desecrated the field <laughs> yes, of Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, is there still a statute of limitations on that? <laughs> <laughs> the police allowed. <laughs> Listen, I already suffered my consequences. I got arrested and I got my probation, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but I didn't, actually didn't know that. Are you a Yankees fan? Like Susie Yankees fan? I used to be. I just. I don't watch baseball the way I used to, but growing up, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my I used to, I, I was sitting, what, four rows back of Charlie Hayes when he caught the final out in the 96 World Series uh, off the third baseline. Like, I and was a And then Sander asked him for the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, no, I actually tried to hop on the back of the horse with Wade Boggs, but he kicked me off. That did yeah. not work well. Were you supposed to be selling beers? What were you doing sitting down? Well, so, A, I never sold beers because I wasn't good enough to sell beers. But, oh. B, you worked on commission, so you stopped selling whatever you wanted to. So I stopped selling in, like, the third inning of that game. And then I just sat there and watched the rest of the game. I think I made, like, 20 bucks. I did not care. I just watched the entire game. Honestly, what a gig. I know. Samter might be, like, he's a so-so Yankee fan and the world's worst <laughs> Yankee employee. Yeah. Oh, I. I, I was the worst vendor. <laughs> I was the worst vendor in Yankee Stadium history, especially selling sodas. You need to be strong, tall, loud, and fast. I was loud, <laughs> and that was about it, but nothing else. <laughs> selling sodas and climbing up like the upper deck was not for me. <laughs> I made them no money. <laughs> oh man, eight five five two one two four CBS. You get to make, take no credit for Basically. anything that happened with the Yankees. In the <laughs> the reason, I got a ring. I got a ring. The yeah, reason they crazy. can afford Judge is because they have faster, stronger service. <laughs> <laughs> like they were in a board meeting. It's like firing. Can you afford them? Yeah, you know the the Diet Pepsi sales are through the roof <laughs> in 2022. Let's bring them in here. I will say this: they won four World Series with me. You know, running soda and and Cracker Jacks. As soon as I left in two thousand one, Luis Ooh. Gonzalez happened. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, Ooh. there might be some level of correlation. One title in twenty three years, and what's the one difference? Same yeah, there. I mean, and a couple bad losses there. A one, oh three. I think Mike's gonna have to leave the show to uh, go back to his old job. <laughs> We're gonna actually need you to start training immediately, running <laughs> stairs, you know, holding the over your head. We have a huge announcement. <laughs> yes, we recite Aaron Judge. More importantly, we have brought Mike Sampter back into the fold. <laughs> a lucky charm. He will be here. working in the right field. <laughs> He'll be Soon. working with air quotes around it. <laughs> He'll be there. I just had this image of you sitting on a stoop in the stairs, sitting on the stairs, eating peanuts and drinking soda yeah. and selling nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy comes up. He's like, hey, can I get two? You're like, yeah, get away from me. It's like, uh, what? And everyone's like, everyone in New York is so angry. It's so mean. It's like, no, it's just one soda vendor in the 300 section. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Hospitality, not Samter's thing. Okay, how you feeling about the Aaron Judge contract? Yankee fans, we know you're not just in New York. This is the crown jewel franchise, along with the Dallas Cowboys, in the United States. So we know there's Yankee fans from coast to coast. How do you feel about Aaron Judge? Let me tell, be honest. Like We know the contract. It's just not going to age well. You know that. Are you still okokay with it? 855-212-4CBS. There is no comparison with a guy, his height and his weight and how he's going to age. 6'7", 282. You've got nothing. You, I mean, there's no one that 
I guess you can say guys who are like six foot five, maybe. You want to start making comps there? What are the 30s years going to look like? What do they look like for Frank Thomas? What do they look like for Ken Griffey Jr.? Or Judge is a better athlete. Well, maybe not than Ken Griffey, but Judge is a great athlete. Well, I mean, it's a different case. Barry Bonds aged well. <laughs> if he's getting the same headlines as Bonds at 35, uh, then that's not yeah. going to be good. That's not going to be good. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Want to hear from you and get on the phones early and often. We got a great one for you today. Coming up later in this hour, Tennessee Volunteers fans, or if you're an NFL fan in search of a wide receiver, you might want to listen up. Jalen Hyatt is going to join us later on in the show. We've got a lot to do today. Unfortunately for my bills, a little bit of news that we'll get into as well. Again, 855 212 for CBS, 855-212-4227. Get on the horn. Let us know what you think about the Aaron Judge contract. And if you're in Northern California, how do you feel about missing out on Aaron Judge? It is Maggie and Proloff just getting going here. On this Wednesday, we're back in a minute on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. It's a happy day here in New York City because of the Aaron Judge resigning. But not everybody is happy in this studio right now. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How can I approach this without sounding like I'm making fun of my co-host, Maggie Gray, here? There is Bill's news. <laughs> Von Miller. Yes. Pass rushing, pass rusher extraordinaire. The key to the Bill's Super Bowl run in some people's <laughs> minds will be out. They were doing exploratory surgery, and they decided to repair his ACL Exploratory surgery. What is this, Maggie? <laughs> what was your reaction to the story when you heard it today? Oh, I couldn't believe it. First of all, Vaughn Miller, great pass rusher, terrible doctor, because he went <laughs> on his own podcast and said he'd be oh, back no. in four weeks, and it turns out he's got a torn ACL. <laughs> yeah. So I, well, there you go. <laughs> Vaughn gave hope, I think, to everyone. Like, oh, four weeks. All right, Bills will just hold the fort. You know, you got other pass rushers. You've been in investing first round pick after first round pick and pass rushers then gave Vaughn the 50 million dollars like this is going to be fine everything's going to be fine he'll be back for the playoffs now it turns out we're not going to see him until next season yeah that's a guy you kind of want on your team when you're in the playoffs as I, as I recall yes, I, I remember he led the Broncos to a title <laughs> yes the Rams to a title I know. yeah no he's good sorry about that yeah it's a big bummer um the other part is he's 33 so when they gave him that contract, I yeah. think much like how Aaron Judge's contract is probably going to age pretty poorly. Um, I don't think I don't know how much they were really expecting past this season, right? Like this season, next season, I guess. And yeah. I think that's about all you'd really hope for. And now Vaughn Miller is going to be out for the year. Do you that think that is a bummer? Were they playing him too much? Is there anything you know, looking back or they could have done differently using him situationally, bring him at the end of the season? I mean, put him in bubble wrap until January yeah. in hindsight probably would have been the best option. But to be honest, because of the Allen elbow injury, mm. the defense had to pick up quite a bit of the slack and they were in some really tough games, including that game against the lions on Thanksgiving. And that's where he got hurt. I mean, that was a dogfight of a game. Yeah. That the Bills won at the buzzer. So, you know, they needed every every moment from him. It's just such a, what's a bummer about it too is um like I was really wondering if his experience was actually going to mean anything in the playoffs. Cuz that's a, another reason why they brought him in, right? Like the championship DNA yeah, yeah. and showing this young team sort of how to get it done and 
and they don't really have that person. Well, I mean, listen, the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year, and none of them had even sniffed that level of football. Uh, even Aaron Donald had never really had playoff success. Well, they and, went to the Super Bowl, but they lost. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah I forget that one. But just, <laughs> they shouldn't have been because they should have lost to New Orleans. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily the problem. You look at the, the opponents, Kansas City, their pass rush and their defensive line and their defensive secondary has been disappointing. So there's an opportunity there. And then the Bengals were getting after people last year, and they're doing that again. It just feels like right now, if I was trying to handicap the AFC, it's a mess between those three teams. They seem pretty even to me right now. Is that fair to say that you have three top top dogs without one favorite, or do you have one favorite? No, I think it's all three are jumbled up. I mean, my favorite still goes to the Chiefs just mm-hmm. because of what they've done, and Mahomes, I think, is the best out of the quarterbacks. But I think they are all jumbled up, and I'm I'm hoping this isn't like that devastating injury that really throws things off. Here's the other thing I hope doesn't happen. They play totally different positions and on completely different sides of the ball. But I really hope the Bills don't do a panic and like throw a lot of money at Odell Beckham Jr. Like a, hey, we lost Vaughn, but it's okay because we're going to make up for it on the offensive side. And here comes Odell. It's like, I don't know, all the Odell news, or at least what we got out of Dallas yesterday, is not positive. You know, that he's not working out. Nobody knows what the knee, what's going on with the knee. Is he going to be ready before mid-January? I mean, mid-January, the season's over. Like You can't <laughs> yeah. work somebody back in in mid-January, unless you're Jimmy G, of course. Um, well, you said Von Miller's a bad doctor. I don't, I think the average person sees Odell Beckham tear his ACL in the Super Bowl. At that point, we knew this season was not going to be a productive one for Odell. I did see some pictures of him working out. His exercises are crazy. I got to <laughs> get his trainer. He, Why? <laughs> oh, he was doing this thing on one leg where he had this massive parachute behind him. He's he's doing a lot of strength exercises. <laughs> I don't think any of us can do that. Yeah, also, <laughs> yeah. Put a parachute guys, behind okay. me. I'm going backwards. Wait, can we just have a real, real time? <laughs> Samter's left the building. Um, I feel like sometimes some of these workouts are a little performative. Like, do you mm. need a tractor trailer tire to yes. push over that that has to be the workout you can't just use weights rocky taught us exactly yeah. how important <laughs> it is to push over a tractor trailer tire <laughs> and to ha- lift bricks in the air with a with a wheelbarrow oh, here's yeah. the thing though rocky didn't have anything else he's in siberia in the middle of nowhere <laughs> like these guys are at a gym in palo alto like uh, it's not the same i can't believe you're saying a player like jj watt is doing a workout a box <laughs> jump that is performative <laughs> for the camera jj watt would never <laughs> No. Maybe some of the other guys, but not JJ. Yeah. How dare I? Yeah, no, <laughs> Odell's putting when on the a cameras full are show. on. He's just like, oh man, them again. How about Derrick Henry's got like the chain around his neck with like fifty <laughs> pounds on either side, basically yeah. doing like a Mr. T. That one I actually believe is actually because what Derrick Henry probably can't find enough weights in the weight room to actually <laughs> exercise because he's so strong. Remember the? I think the biggest gaffe of the entire year of the Maggie and Perloff show. What was that? Might be that I heard that. Derrick Henry was a vegan, and then I asked him at the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. like I was crazy. It was Do you remember the most that? embarrassing moment. I, I... Have you ever seen anyone look at another person like they were stupider than Derrick Henry looked at me? You know what? No. And he's the nicest guy. He didn't want to make me look bad. He's like, you heard I was vegan? <laughs> Could not. And, and Perloff couldn't stop doubling down on it. It's like, no, no. Didn't you do a documentary where you said you're vegan? And he's like, I think you had me confused with someone else. Can you imagine confusing Derrick Henry with anyone else on yeah. the planet. I, I swear Derek Henry was in this vegan Okay, so then after, I'm going to find it. So I pivot to something else, like, I don't know, yeah. football. I'm scrambling, trying to get save the <laughs> interview. It's at the Super Bowl, and then 
even in the break, Perloff's frantically Googling, and it just there's nothing there. He was never <laughs> vegan. He's not vegan. He doesn't want to be vegan. There was once a quote where he said, I would never go vegan. Anyone who thinks I'm vegan is, is off their mind. <laughs> if that's all we could find. <laughs> it was rough. But to be honest, like, we did save the interview. It ended up being a good interview. I just Googled, Derek Henry is vegan, according to the internet. He's 100% plant-based. He's not. <laughs> you want to know who told us vegan. him? I know, but the internet lied once again. <laughs> and you believe the internet more than him. That was the craziest part. He kept saying no, and you kept saying yes, like you knew better. Maybe it's a different day. Overcoming the preconceived notions is the biggest part, said Derek, whose diet is 100% plant-based. And, who's and led who led the Titans, Titans in sacks sack. last season. So it must be a different Titans Derek. Titans in sacks? This must be a different Derek that Derek Henry happens to be in this article. I'm slowly coming <laughs> to realize where the problems started. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. No. Oh. I think you're talking is about Derek, Derek Morgan. Morgan? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no wonder. If Derek I Henry get led the Titans in sacks, I think I get a little credit. At least you I don't say. get any credit. You get docked credit. You get no credit. It you fail. Been, to his credit, I just Google same thing. Derek Henry vegan, and the first thing that pops up is an article. And you know, on Google, sometimes they'll have like a paraphrasing of an article, and it does say Derek, and it says vegan, 100. I'm reading exactly what he said. You would think if you Google Derek Henry vegan, the first no, thing that pops no, no, up no. says Derek Samter. This is nice try. This was Perloff thought he saw a documentary. No, where Derek I did, Henry... and it must have been Derek Morgan, and I must not have been paying attention. <laughs> it had to be Derek Morgan. Wow! And I guess so... I, the Titans are at the front runner. They have a, a vegan chef, so there's something going on here. But now here's another quote from Derek Henry, and I just googled very basic Google. I don't eat anything too crazy. Chicken, steak, fruit, all that stuff. <laughs> Wait, chicken's I, not vegan? Oh, that's steak? From, but that's from October 29th, 2021. This interview was in February 2022. <laughs> yeah, so easily, much could have happened He easily could have gotten, gotten rid of the chicken and steak. <laughs> yeah. And 10 months later, after that interview in February, Did, still not a vegan. Doesn't it say impossible chicken and impossible steak next to that? Can we line up Derek Henry for this year's Super Bowl, see if we can get him back on? <laughs> Honestly, There's do much this, more to the story. We should definitely order thing. some tofu dishes. Just, if he can at least get Derek Morgan on it, see, see what he's doing. <laughs> Derek Mason, any former Titan named Derek would be great. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Yeah. yeah. You didn't make me feel any better about the Bills. Um, By the way, our upcoming guest. We were talking about the Bills just now. Like, how did we get to Derrick Henry? Yeah, you guys have your fun. We're talking about crazy workouts at Odell. Have your fun, have your laughs. Guarantee, football players are cutting out all non-plant-based food. I guarantee our next guest is a vegan. I will bet you $5. Let's shake on it. Yes. $5. Wait, did you look this up? I won't tell you that. Well, you still Google, want to do your, that? Your Google searches don't mean anything anyway. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we've already learned. No, he watched the documentary. Oh, yes. I'm I, saw some, I was half asleep. It was Hulu. No, actually, I did, I did not look this up. But I'm telling you, football players, athletes, modern athletes are okay. going vegan. I think that our next guest is definitely not vegan. So our I mean, bet is on. He's from Tennessee, much like Derek Morgan. <laughs> He's actually from South Carolina, but plays for Tennessee. <laughs> Close enough. And that would be Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee Volunteers wide receiver, a finalist for the Blitnikoff Award as the nation's best wide receiver. If he decides to turn pro, he is likely going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. So Jalen Hyatt's going to join us. Remember his five touchdowns against Alabama? Yep. Okay, we're going to talk with him in just a moment. 
It's time to ask the pros where you can ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Should we start taking holiday-themed questions? I think that would be wise. Uh, welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So glad to have you, and so glad to have our next guest. Now, Perloff and I have a side bet uh, <laughs> on our next guest. We'll get to that in just a bit, but he's coming off of an excellent season in college football. 67 catches over uh, 1,267 yards, 15 touchdowns. He's first-team All-SEC Perloff. He's a Bolitnikoff Award finalist, which is for the best wide receiver in the country. Of course, we remember his five touchdowns against Alabama. Jalen Hyatt is joining us, and it's on behalf of Hyatt, uh, World of Hyatt, pardon me, which is the hospitality industry, one of the first NIL deals um, signed in the hospitality industry, and this is Hyatt's global loyalty program. Jalen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So describe what the season was like for you. Yeah, you know, the season, um, just as far as, you know, what we have done, um, uh, you know, obviously you want to, you know, your goal is to go to college, you know, football playoff or, you know, a big-time bowl game. And, you know, we get to a big-time bowl game. So, you know, as far as what we have done here, you know, I'm proud of our guys, you know, proud of our coaches, our players, um, and what we have done and what we have accomplished this year. And, you know, I'm just I'm just uh, ready to see what we do next year and, and the years, you know, ahead of, ahead of this all right, Jalen, if I had told you in July that you were going to have this kind of season and Tennessee would be in the national title conversation all year long, would you believe me? You know, that's something that's something obviously you work for. So I'll say yes. You know, you want to you always want to work uh like you like you want to go to a national championship and that's what we did this year and it, as far as with our off season, you know, coach Hype put up a great plan, you know, for our whole team and you know, we executed and you know, I'm just proud of our guys as far as what we have done this year and what we accomplished. Now looking back on it just, you know, a couple months later, can you describe what the scene was like when you guys beat Alabama? I mean, the goalposts go down the river. I mean, that was mass pandemonium. What's the one thing you remember from that night? Yeah, you know, the one thing I remember um, was actually something when I got on social media after the game. Uh, was you know how we took the goalposts and put it in the river? You know, I think mean, <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that in my life happen before, and you know that just speaks volume of you know Ball Nation and how they came to support, and that just speaks volume what we you know what we done that night uh, that night, and uh, just proud of the guys, uh, proud of how Ball Nation showed up that game, and you know that will live on forever. So you know I'm just I'm just grateful just to be a part of that. We're talking to Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee Volunteers, who is representing the world of Hyatt now. Is it coincidence that you're doing a deal with Hyatt here and your last name is Hyatt, or you think there was a connection? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Jalen, I'm a huge hotel guy. I love hotel rooms. You I want to live in a hotel room. I want to live in a hotel. Yeah. You know, before this deal, do you enjoy uh, hotel rooms, or are you somebody who'd rather be at home? You know, uh, how I grew up, I played AAU basketball, travel basketball when I was in high school. So we obviously had to go to a lot of hotels just to, you know, play that weekend or wherever you're traveling to play. So uh, just, you know, growing up, we used to be in hotels all the time, all the time. So I was a hotel guy just like you. (laughs) Maybe you'll live in a hotel someday. The dream could be yours. (laughs) 
I think it's great because someone else makes your bed every day, but that's really yeah. just me and, and maybe a little room service. By the way, Jalen, I know you guys on the AAU team did not go to bed uh, in that hotel room because when you're a teenager in a hotel room with your friends, forget it. You stay up all night playing. Am I right? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right playing the game all night, you know, staying up, uh, just doing teenagers, well, you know, what teenagers do, man. Yeah, definitely. So as part of your new collaboration, World of Hyatt is going to provide gift cards to help families of the entire Tennessee football team with hotel rooms for the upcoming bowl game in Miami, the Orange Bowl. Obviously, you guys are playing Clemson, which I know might be a bit more interesting for you considering you're from South Carolina. But here's a question, Jalen. Is the deal contingent on you playing in the bowl game? I'll definitely I'll definitely be there. Uh, definitely be at the bowl game for sure. Um, and not only that, just to, uh, as far as with the Hyatt Hotels, how we partnered, um, you know, it was definitely selfless of them. You know, obviously they, they came up to me and they wanted to do, you know, with the team, with the families. And, I, you know, I had to get on board just as far as what they were talking about and, um, you know, obviously they're very smart with their corporation uh, level as far as how they did it. Um, and just to see that now, you know, the families don't have to worry about going out and, you know, buying an expensive hotel. Instead, you know, they'll have credit and they can come and support uh, the players and, you know, just have a good time while they're out here. So it's, it's definitely a great partnership. And, you know, I'm blessed just to be a part of the partnership with Hyatt. That's so fantastic, and I'm sure there's even bigger things for you. Well, with this bowl game, of course, but in the future, I mean, everyone wants to know, are you going to make a decision to declare for the draft, or are you going back to Tennessee? Yeah, you know, that's still up in the air. Uh, still 50-50 right now. You know, I'm still talking with my coaches, uh, still talking with my family, um, just as far as what we're going to do uh, just for the future. Um, you know, you know, with you know, with something with the draft, you know, it's a, it's a big – it's a big thing. It's a big step, and uh, that's something you have to take in you know, uh, uh, consideration as far as uh, what you want to do for the next level or stay. Or, um, so that's, that's going to be the biggest thing. You know, I'm still talking with my coaches, still talking with my family, and uh, you know, we'll have a decision next week. Um, so, you know, so far, it's still 50-50 right now. So wow, we'll so you're going to make a decision next week, but you're still really 50-50. Who do you trust when you're trying to make this decision? Who do you lean on that's going to give you the right information? Yeah, you know, you want to you want to make sure you have the right guys in your corner. That's that's step number one. Um, and only that, you know, the film the film doesn't lie. You know, the tape doesn't lie. So, you know, you always want to talk to your coaches. You know, is it right to leave or is it right to stay? Uh, you know, because they'll obviously have the the best decision. And only that is how our coaches are. You know, they care about the guys first, the players first. So, you know, they're not going to sway me to a wrong decision. And not only that, just having your family uh, behind you. Um, so, just having my family there and just listening to the coaches. You know, we're we're still, you know, trying to consider what we're going to do. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, it's a personal decision. So I'm just trying to weigh in all the options and, you know, see what my next step and see what I need to do to better myself for my career. Talking to Tennessee Volunteers wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. All right, Jalen, I don't know if you've ran one recently, but what do you think your 40 time is? Perloff's obsessed with this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He asks everybody on the street, what's your 40 time? It's <laughs> not just that you're a wide receiver who may or may not be going to the NFL. Yeah, you know, uh, I ran in high school at the opening. Um, I ran a four three one at the opening in high school. Okay. Um, but I feel like if I train for it, uh, put my hard work, you know, into running a forty, um, you know, I believe I can definitely get into the low four threes and maybe probably possibly the four twos. And uh, that's that's the those are the two numbers I definitely want to. I know I can hit and definitely need to achieve that for sure. Jalen, I have a friend who's a track fan. He wanted to know your fastest one hundred. Was that your bit best event in high school? 
Yeah, my fastest was a ten four. Uh, okay. Ran at my junior school, um, and I had a great time running it. Uh, you know, because I didn't. My mom was actually my track uh, coach, so it was it was a great time just to be out here, be out there with her, and have her teach me. You know, uh, track, and I had a great time when I when I was running track at Desport High School. That's not bad. Okay, uh, I want to ask about your quarterback, Hendon Hooker. First of all, I'm going to put you on the spot. Have you read his book? I don't know that everyone knows Hendon Hooker has a children's book that he has published. Yeah, he does. He, he has a children's book, uh, book, and I personally haven't read it yet. I need to order me one. I definitely need to order me one, but that just shows volume of who Hendon uh, Hooker is and just the, uh, just as far as his personality, man. He's a guy, he's a team player, a guy that cares about others first, and um, you know, I'm just blessed just to be a part of him and what he has done this season. You know, he will live uh, you know, long as far as with the University of Tennessee, his name will live. And, um, you know, I'm just proud of what he achieved this year. If an NFL team asked you about Hendon Hooker, what would you tell them? You're getting a fish, uh, competitor. Uh, you're getting a guy that comes to work every day. He's the first in the building, last in the building. Um, you're getting a guy who's dedicated to what he what he does. And um, not only that, even when he was here at University of Tennessee, I still think he was professional. I felt like he was a league player, you know, just how he – Walks, just how he how he uh, communicates on the field, off the field, and how he leads our team. I mean, that's the league player, that's the NFL guy, and that's the that's the leader you want in your room. So that's something I would say. You know, I would tell the GMs, I would tell the scouts, uh, the coaches. That's 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 in the hook for sure. And how's his recovery going, as far as you know? Yeah, he's he's doing good. Uh, I talked to him about uh, three days ago, just seeing how you know how he's doing, and um, you know he's he's good. He's with family, and you know enjoying his you know rest time with his. ACL injury, but he'll be all right. And, uh, I'm proud of what he has done this year. Are you guys like, uh, you know, kind of upset on his behalf that he wasn't invited to New York as a Heisman finalist? I was very upset. You know, I called him um, that day that they published it, and you know, I was disappointed. But he had to calm me down, and um, <laughs> because I, I just felt like he's a guy that needs to be in there. Um, not only that, I think the whole country knows that. Just what he has done in the past two years, just being at University of Tennessee. I mean. Because I don't even want to talk about the stats and, you know, all that. And, but we all know, you know, in the country what Hendon Hooker can do and what he has done. And, um, you know, I'm just blessed to see – just to be with him and just to see what he'll do in the next uh, next stage. And I'm proud of him. Jalen Hyatt is joining us on behalf of World of Hyatt. Well, that makes sense, of course. It's Hyatt's global loyalty program as part of the collaboration. World of Hyatt is providing gift cards to help families the entire football team with hotel rooms for the upcoming bowl game, uh, Tennessee against Clemson. All right, now we got to settle the show bet. Okay. You don't have to give them the whole backstory. Well, Jalen, you know, a lot of young athletes (laughs) are trying out vegan diets. Have you ever, are are you a vegan? And have you ever thought about it too? Being on um, on on a vegan diet? Yeah. Are you a vegan Plant-based, a (laughs) plant-based diet. I see, yeah. You know, my body, um, this is how my body is. Man, I can eat everything in the world, and you know I'll probably gain maybe three or four pounds. Oh, from, you know, yes. and, yeah, it's tough. You know, I'm a I'm a hard weight gainer, so I need to eat everything. You know, I can't just put you know specifics and say I can only eat this or only eat that. I got to eat everything. You know, so I, so I Pearl off, you owe me five dollars. Yeah. Thank you. Wait, so you could have two milkshakes today, or eat whatever you want, and you wouldn't put on weight. You know, I'll put on I'll put on a little bit of weight, but as far as you know, eating everything and seeing the stepping on the scale and you know seeing the numbers go crazy high, yeah, that's not me. You know, at all. Uh, never been. Um, it's hard for me to gain weight. So I got to eat everything. <laughs> so you know, jealous. Eat everything. 
So well, jealous. No, Perloff is jealous of you for a few reasons. One, maybe you could live in a hotel the yeah. rest of your life. You get room service the rest of your life. You got it. And I'll deal with Hyatt. This is Perloff's dream. And I just won the $5 bet. Yeah. Jalen Hyatt is not a vegan. Also, Thank his, you. His, one, his 100 meter dash, 10.4. That's my 40 time, actually. So <laughs> you got me beat, Jalen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jalen, uh, well, good luck. We know you have a big decision to make. Good luck, first of all, the Bolitnikoff Award. We're going to find out tomorrow about that. Best of luck with that. Best of luck with your decision about the next step and whether you're going to come back to Tennessee or, or go to the NFL. And uh, we appreciate the time. Lovely to chat with you. I appreciate y'all time, man. I appreciate being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah. You want to give me that in singles or you got a $5 oh, bill? You could, oh, boy. You could buy me something from the vending machine. By the way, I stuck in a... You pay for this a bunch I, of different ways. I stuck in a pretty bad question there. Do you think Do you think the world of Hyatt has anything to do with your last name? <laughs> I was like, I wonder where he's going with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a Derrick Henry is a vegan level question. <laughs> do you have change for a nope. 10? Oh, man. Oh, no. I'm going to have to go to the vending machine. Be- better NIL deal. World of Hyatt and Jalen Hyatt yeah. or the coldest, the coldest yeah. forest? Forrester, or whatever his name yeah. is, and the HVAC company. No, I like my buddy Deuce Vaughn. Has I think he's entered port- the transfer portal. Yeah. He did. My buddy Deuce Vaughn has a porta potty deal. That's the best <laughs> one. <laughs> and he's a oh, Kansas State running back. Awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And he is not a vegan, but I guess Jalen Hyatt. Not a vegan. Not a vegan. Not <laughs> do you want to do this? We got Danny Warfel coming like up in the next interview. I like to be a vegan in Tennessee, too. With all those ribs and delicious No, barbecue. that's the Titans are at the front wave of NFL vegan teams. <laughs> According to you and no one else. Um, we're going to have to do this with Danny Werfel. We're going to have to do this with David Sampson. Try to figure out who's a vegan. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep collecting money from Perloff. Uh, okay, we actually have a lot of NFL news that's been breaking today. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. Things you need to know before week 14 kicks off tomorrow night. Come on back. 